Hi everyone, my fan is on. You may hear it in the background. Uh, that's because it is wicked hot here. But welcome everyone to My Sister Made Me View It, books edition, currently covering in-between books. <laughs> so last week we finished Way of Kings. This week we're doing an interlude where we do some wrap-up on the first book, talk about Emily's predictions for the next book, and then Next episode, we'll be airing our super duper Warbreaker special with Friend of the Pod, Ted. I know, I know. I feel like in every episode, we've promised that we're doing something different, but we've got it figured out now. It's one episode of Interlude, one episode of Warbreaker, and then we will get into Words of Radiance. But until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the special Interlude. Emily. Hi, Megan. Hi. Hi, everyone. Everybody. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Welcome to this special interlude chapter of My Sister Made Me View It covering Brandon Sanderson's The Way of Kings, which now we will have to change. We're not going to change the title of the podcast. You're still going to be able to find it on where you find it internet gosh that's what i'm so looking for um did you but, know uh, they recently changed the chicago manual style so you no longer have to capitalize the word internet interesting yep i did not know that but we've made it to the end of Kings. never thought it would happen we never honestly thought this would happen thought- for you never <laughs> honestly thought there would be a point where we would give up and so we're gonna use this we're gonna use this episode to decompress and debrief a little bit before I throw Emily into the next project I've picked for her to read and you're like oh my gosh Emily Megan didn't you decompress enough during your last three hour episode (laughs) and the answer is no we could talk about this all day but uh but we should be what what should you be doing instead? Oh, I should be writing right now. And I you, Emily? should also be writing. But instead, you turned in your book I yesterday. <laughs> I did. I turned We're in my next podcast. 100 pages and my writer's group is going to read it this upcoming tuesday and we're gonna go have dinner and talk about it and i'm so excited but also instead we're making a podcast we're making a podcast all right and this is gonna be this is gonna be mostly taking a emily temperature now that i have forced her all the way through this giant book and before we do emily i want to take you down memory lane all right I have, from our prelude prologue episode, (laughs) I have, Emily, uh, what you thought The Way of Kings was about. Oh, dear. So, Emily, what do you know about the story of the Stormlight Archives? Okay, so this is what I remember, and this is what I've gleaned from you talking about it. 
constantly for the last year <laughs> 10 years however many it's been um there is a guy named Kaladin and he has been falsely accused of a crime he used to be like the big hotshot war leader war lord something like that there's a war going on um and he's been basically and literally kicked down to the bottom of the ladder of life and he is like basically on i i can't remember if it's ladder cruise or something but they have to do something with ladders or they pick up dead bodies i'm i'm i can't remember listen guys my memory i hey is shot sometimes this this is so this this is a judgment free zone you're gonna know all of this at the end i'll keep these questions and i'll ask them the last episode (laughs) so i know he has a crew that they make fun of him the crew he's been assigned to just like oh this kid thinks he's all that and all these people are just broken and wearied and just you know broken down by the world but kaladin basically pulls like a captain shang and is like let's get down to business um believe in yourselves we're gonna we're gonna kick some butt and they rise and become really popular okay i'm not explaining it very well but i'm gonna read it and it's gonna be fine nice nice um i know there's a assassination by a dude in white and he has a really sharp nose i remember that because you were trying to draw him (laughs) you couldn't get the nose right i just can't get the nose right uh yes i was trying to design a picture of seth that had I mean, the assassin in white with a, <laughs> a, with a big nose for story reasons. <laughs> there is a little fairy sprite that 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 like flies around. There is a a, a girl character. She's a scholar, I believe. And Meg, you explained it one time. I know that the 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 women in the world wear one of their like covers one of their hands at all time in like the upper noble classes but i don't know why um and i have i'm trying to think i want to say you told me something that has to do with like only the women write or only the women read something like that and then there is a dude that shows up in every single one of brandon's books that shows up in this book yes uh you and i were talking about him you are pretty sure you know this character's name what do you think his name is? Um, I think it's Hogath. Okay. Well, remember that. And okay. <laughs> and if a Hogath shows up, we'll put that on the list of predictions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Emily, those were those were pretty good predictions. Thank you. But now that you're a Way of Kings expert, let's say you're trying to describe this book to someone who's never read it. How would you describe the plot of The Way of Kings? It is a sweeping tale full of murder, mayhem, despair, (laughs) and the most wonderful character I've ever, ever read about. And he wears white, and his name is Seth. So that actually leads me into my next question. Uh, We're going to do some character ranking. 
things. Oh, oh no, oh no, okay. Uh, so, so I'm not gonna make you do definitive. One, two, three, four. I'm not gonna make you go through all like 87 named characters that we met. Okay. But Emily, I would like you to name me your top three to five favorites and your least three to five liked. Okay. Top. Let's just do three and three. Let's three and just three. do three and three. Seth, Dalinar, and <laughs> listen, you're do gonna you hate this. Slots? Capsule. <laughs> Well, great. He could be your favorite for Way of Kings because he's never going on that he's list again. <laughs> I just liked that he was such a fun character and he turns mm-hmm. out to be completely, I don't know if he's evil, but he believes so hard. And anyways, I loved Believe the evil. twist with Capsule. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it so much. Okay. Least favorite, Moash. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm shocked, I tell you. <laughs> Just astounded. Um, okay, this is going to sound... Can't say Moash twice. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but let me explain. Tien is my least favorite. <laughs> Some guy <laughs> Not because I don't like him. That's not... That's not why he's on the list. It just every he's time he's not on sh- my list of he's not on my list of disliked characters because I dislike him. Every time he shows up, I just know I'm in for pain, and I don't like it. Well, amazing news. He also is <laughs> a way of king's character. Oh, no. And so oh, I uh, threw my back out a week ago and every time I laugh it hurts and this is really bad. <laughs> All right, and then who's who's your number three least liked? Uh the Bright Lord that takes over in Kaladin's village, Bright Lord Ro Shar? Rashon. Rashon. He that guy oh, I hate him. One. He's terrible. He's awful and selfish and needs to go to therapy. That is a much kinder end than I think others would wish upon him. <laughs> Let's see. Um, no, I want him to know how favorites... terrible he is and feel super guilty about it. My favorites from just this book, Kaladin, Dalinar, Yasna. I knew you were going to say those three I people. I could, have, I could have put that in an envelope, mailed it to you, <laughs> and you would have opened it and been able to read it. Okay, would you like to No, guess I don't. My, I don't three, my three least favorite characters? Lamaril, Gaz, Sadius. Wow. Okay, one for three. <laughs> it's Sadius. Uh, it's Sadius. It's Amaram. Oh, yeah. And it's. Now, let me explain. Shalon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lauren agrees with you. Listen, I, I am impatient with Shalon's stories all the time uh because i'm always like Shalon, you should have read more fantasy books you should know what's going on but it's it's not that i it's not that i dislike her but i i have complex feelings about Shalon that i think we'll definitely get more into in books on down the road mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah for me yeah. she also falls in the middle because i'm like i know cool stuff mm-hmm. is coming for you but you are being so slow and 
just obtuse about this shallan mm-hmm. but which there, i think is true to is, her character yeah and some positive things to be said about shallan oh yeah, is, yeah she's great just not my favorite yeah a lot of times girls in fantasy books are usually 100 percent stay at the sidelines good girls or they're super extreme i can you know papa wanted sons and i can fight as good as any man and she is a new kind of character that I don't read about as much. And I, uh, maybe I just dislike her because I'm jealous over how easy art is for her. <laughs> yeah, Shalon, right. Shalon is a great character. I really do. I really do. I'm really looking forward to her journey. All right. And now we're going to do, now that we did uh, best and least favorite characters, we are now going to do highlights and lowlights in the story itself so i'm gonna have you give me what was your least favorite part of the book tian's death okay you didn't even read it i didn't i succeeded i made a goal i manifested into the universe and that's it works people it works manifesting works all right what was your like favorite like oh my moments that oh, you read. When, oh, when Kaladin saves Dalinar and the bridge crew goes to save him. Oh, that was so good. That <laughs> was so good. Okay. So that was the exact same chapter that we lost Tien. <laughs> well, I didn't read that part, so that's fine. <laughs> so, so that was a very, like, emotionally intense chapter. Yeah, that probably um, was my favorite, favorite chapter. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. I will protect those who cannot ah! protect themselves. The second ideal of the night's radiant. <laughs> Something just changed, Moash said. <laughs> Something important. Well, and Emily's important like, Shut up, Moash. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you and I talked a lot about how this book is paced very differently mm-hmm. um, from what you would have expected. What were some, like surprises that you felt came early what were like moments of the book that you're like oh my gosh what what um the one i remember the most is shallan stealing the fabriel so early on i thought this was going to be a through the whole book and she tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails like i thought there was going to be a try fail cycle going on there Mm -hmm. but instead there's the perfect opportunity emotionally and physically you know um i think it came at a great time it just wasn't the pacing i'm used to um yeah because she had felt so guilty that she was there to steal it and that was what was holding her back and then she and yasna have the lesson and that completely <laughs> makes up shallan's mind of like this woman should not have this weapon and she takes it just like yeah. super early on my oh yeah rewinding real fast to my lowest point of the book is when kaladin is thinking about jumping oh from the honor he goes to the honor chasm like at the end of part one so that was that for me was the saddest part of the book was him like thinking of his failures and everyone he lost Mm -hmm. and my highlight of the book is the same as yours it's that well do you know what no it's when dalinar gives the sword to sadius to free the bridgeman that was really good oh that was so good and their talk that they have after about like the 
the value of a man is priceless and, ah! and that's so, the yeah, value just, of a shard blade yeah the whole the whole back 20 percent of this book is just one amazing scene right after the other and then for me the biggest shock moment of the of the book was the lesson oh because i like shallan did not expect this proper alethi scholar princess to be like hello naughty boys it's murder time (laughs) (laughs) all right so I have gathered the questions that I asked you before the book started, and we're going to see how your knowledge base has grown. Perfect. What do you know about the geography of this world? It is a single continent, and I don't know if you want me to talk about the weather, but... Uh, weather's the next question. Weather's so the just, next just talk about talk about the world. Tell me some world building stuff. Um, there's the pure lakes in the middle, and everybody walks around in the water. And there's actual grass that grows in Shinovar. Is that the name? Uh huh. Yes, Shinovar. Yeah. Um, everywhere else, it's like stuff that can get like slurped back into the rock, so it will survive the high storm. Um, and so I'm interested to find out a little bit more geography as we go on but right now like we've got the plains and the ocean that is kind of like the ocean floor bed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then on the opposite side you have actual grass and everyone's like this is weird yeah. <laughs> what are uh and i know you're not looking at the map and so this isn't going to be like name every single one but what are some of the different cultures and peoples on this world well we've got the alethi who are the warrior culture we have the parshendi the jocks <laughs> the jocks the parshendi who are the what's the phrase the like the byu in utah the rivals <laughs> the nemes yeah rivals i think it's a good one yeah. uh we have yakavedians and we have uh shin and we have pure lake people and we have the guy whose shadow goes the wrong way oh yeah the uh the Spren researcher, mm-hmm. uh, the collector, Eli, no, not Eli, something or whatever. Sorry, I can't remember his name, but yeah, the, the Spren collector guy. Yeah. So now, Emily. Oh, and we have you know about Thalens, the weather. Oh. And we have, uh, what does a Thalen look like? Thalen has the long eyebrows. They have white hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. The weather. Is that and what you're going to say? Where's, where's Rock, where's Rock from? The, or who, what? Races rock, horn eater, yeah. But I don't. That's Which the is nickname slang for the unkalaki. Okay, <laughs> Una, unalaki. Sorry, uh, Emily. What's Rock's full name? Oh, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Humu uku maki aki ayalunanor. Ayaluminor. That is so close. <laughs> Thank you. Oh I don't gosh. have a book either. That's yeah. I think I think you just swap some ends for ends, and you like had it. <laughs> That was amazing. I like that this was a round of book. applause right there. <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay, now tell me about the weather. So there's high storms that are basically hurricanes, and you have to have shelter because you cannot survive in them, at least if you're on the east side of the continent. By the time the storm rolls across the rest of Brochar, like when they get mm-hmm. to the Pure Lake, it's more of a a warm summer breeze sort of a thing. And so it's very, very intense in the east. And by the time it gets to the west, it's really lost a lot of its oomph. Yeah. 
Um, and which is probably why one of the reasons why the grass in Shinovar is normal. <laughs> um, and I don't think this is clearly stated in the books, but do you know how long it takes a high storm to go across the entire continent? I don't. That does not ring a bell. Are you ready to be surprised? Yeah. One day. Are you serious? That's how fast. Whoa. And how furious Ooh, this storm moves. That's scary. Just whoosh. <laughs> yeah. And next question. What is Stormlight? Oh, it. Actually, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you what it what, does. What do you know about Stormlight now? Okay, so yeah. they use it um, in their currency and if you have the ability to breathe it in you can use it to heal yourself to perform all sorts of sinister magics and <laughs> murder murder murder, murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, i'm trying to get comfortable um bed back you know <laughs> Um, and some people decorate with it, and other people think that it's too sacred to do that. Uh, and so there's a lot of different viewpoints on it, but I don't... Okay, I'm going to say I don't know where it comes from. I know that you can recharge your spheres in a storm, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know how. I don't know if, like, I think in our first episode where I'm like, it's like Benjamin Franklin and the kite... And the lightning, I don't know if it's like lightning and it gets struck or if it's like a field that like infuses mm -hmm. it, but. Uh, yeah, so a quick flashback where I think we saw the most about it is when Kaladin himself <laughs> got to be in a storm. I don't think he took very good notes, no, though. He did not. Um, but there was this silent moment, like the eye of the storm, and that's when the sphere he was holding just like exploded with storm light. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's called Stormlight because it's light from a storm, but we we don't know a lot about it yet. All right. And so my next question, which you already answered, was how does Stormlight get inside the rocks? And you know that now. Okay, now here we go. What is ahem, a Rishadium? It's the giant horses that are, I'm going to say, not sentient, but close enough that, like, Dalinar can give him, like, you can give a dog instructions, but... I feel like mm -hmm. the horses understand the meaning behind it rather than like A plus B equals C. You know, yeah. they're just like, this is the intent behind it. And this is, yeah, I just feel like they have more emotion than most mm -hmm. animals. And now, do you know, do you know how one gets a Rishadium? No, I asked you and you okay. said Rafo. And I said Rafo. Well, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is a shard blade? It is a blade <laughs> with stormlight in it. And is it? Uh, does it? Uh, I guess. No, I'm getting that mixed up with shard plate. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The shard blade is, I don't know how you get them. We haven't quite figured that out yet. We're getting closer, I feel. But if you have it, you can like let go of it and it disappears and you can recall it as long as you are concentrating on it for 10 heartbeats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a favorite weapon of the Radiance. The Radiance all had one. They all had one and there was the day where they all 
stuck their swords in the ground and walked away and then everyone rushed in and like did the black friday you know thing (laughs) (laughs) trying to get their hands on the hottest item of the year oh all right and now what does a soul caster do i don't know still it does a lot of different things uh oh i'm sorry you're talking about the fabriel you're talking about the person i'm talking about what okay i'm talking about the actual art what is soul casting it's the art of changing something into something else, like transforming it, transfiguring it. Beautiful. Thank yep. you. Your original guess was someone who can take a piece of their soul and cast it out to other places. Oh, yeah. I thought Dalinar was one for a minute because he kept like mm-hmm. inhabiting avatar bodies. Yeah, with his visions. So now what is the function of a, what's a fabrial? A fabrial assists in that. It changes Mm -hmm. things like it keeps wine cold or i oh it it dulls pain it it's technology yeah Yeah. so yeah a fabrile is basically their word for technology except instead of electricity many of their fabrials are powered by stormlight and much many of our point of view characters don't know much about the construction and function of fabrials but who in the book Knows the most about Fabrials. That's going to be Navani. And do we get point of views from her in book two? (laughs) Rainbow. Terrible. (laughs) Um, and now what is a lashing? Oh, (laughs) I blinked for a second. I'm like, oh no. It is, I know Seth does it, I don't know exactly how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it's when you use Stormlight to, like, change the pitch of gravity, or, mm-hmm. you know, either you can be up on the ceiling, or you can, like, increase the gravity, the gravitational pull of whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to read the Ars, I think we were talking about maybe reading the Ars Arcanum for this in-between thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to have us talk about it on the podcast, but Emily, now you can go into your book and you can read the Ars Arcanum, uh, which is the little glossary in the back that talks a little bit about the magic and magical technology that's been revealed in the book already. Perfect. Um, And then I had, I have one more, not exactly Stormlight related question, but Emily, define Adonalsium. We don't know what it is yet. Wit says something about it and that's on... And I think Dalinar's like, what is that? And Wit practically says Rafo. Yeah. So here's the thing about Adonalsium. I knew what it was going into the books. Oh. Because of Word of Brandon stuff. Because of stuff the fandom knows. And I don't think I want to tell you what it is. I was about to say, if you were going to offer, I actually might turn you down because... I kind of want to discover it on my own. Yeah. I will tell you, we don't get a definition of adenalsium in Words of Radiance. You are going to have to wait a little longer, but maybe in our our interlude. Yeah, maybe in our interlude episode, 3,000 pages from now, (laughs) uh, I'll bring it up because uh, that's that's a big umbrella Cosmere thing. Okay. So... Now, as we're, you know, oh. we're finishing the first book and we're going into the next one. Can I, yes, Emily? Can I make a guess what it is? Yeah. <clears throat> I think earlier I guessed it was like a metal that you would consume. 
But now, because we know Hoyd visits all the other different worlds, I want to say it's something you have to have in order to world jump. Okay, to be a world hopper. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to have a a slightly more meta of our podcast discussion. Okay. So I think I've done a pretty good case-by-case decision of, like, pointing out when stuff is Cosmere stuff to you. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask, do you want me to keep, like, flagging this is Cosmere important? Do you want me to, like, explain Cosmere stuff to you? Or, Or are you... Would you like to, like, read the other books? I want you to tell me while we're reading this because mm-hmm. you guys know me. I just want to know everything that happens. But I also feel like <sighs> there are so many other pages of Brandon's yeah. that I feel like, okay, this sounds like I'm lazy. But I feel like there's too much work to go into it to appreciate it. But when I'm in the moment reading it, that's when I'm really going to appreciate it. Because you guys know me, I forget stuff. (laughs) So I appreciate you telling me stuff, but also maybe give me the option of like, do you want to know this or do you not want to know this? Because to be fair, I, uh, I got in on the Cosmere pretty early. I don't think I can be one of the hipsters to be like, I was there from the beginning. But when I was first getting into it, there was just Elantris, Warbreaker, and the first Mistborn trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that was like only five reasonably sized books. And I've been able to take this all in over the last 12 years at a pretty reasonable pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want our podcast to be, you know, spoiler light for new readers, but I also want it to be new Cosmere reader friendly. And so I don't mind pointing out easter eggs or this person is from a different book series although His i probably name is won't Hoyd. ever <laughs> i probably would ever stop and be like so let's talk about how investiture and identity are demonstrated in this chapter <laughs> blah, blah 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 so uh we're gonna continue on doing uh cosmere easter eggs on a case-by-case basis okay um i also want to introduce two new segments uh, for when we start doing Words of Radiance. One of them is dot drop. <laughs> so Emily has a lot of dots that she is trying to connect and she is trying to put together. But because of how spaced out this is, um, it's not always fair to you to like remember stuff that happened ages and ages ago. So I think at the end of each chapter, I'm going to do something called a dot drop where I say, we talked about this in book one, or this was mentioned in an interlude, or this thing happened before. And so while I may not be like A plus B equals C, I'll say, hey, this chapter, we have A and B in here. And then I'm not going to make you be like, guess how many swords are in the ground and what it means. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try and do a better job as the guide reader of pointing things out to you uh, on the way along. And then I also thought it would be fun is uh, with each episode of our podcast, picking a song that relates to the reading we did this week and slowly building a A playlist playlist over the course of the book. I love that. So I'm going to... I thought about doing like a really long, ridiculous title, like 
hey, this is the super fun Words of Radiance uh, playlist from My Sister Made Me View It. You know, <laughs> something like that. Um, so title is still in works, but I will tell you what the very first song is going to be for our first Words of Radiance reading. What is it? It's going to be Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> your back if i sit in the right way it doesn't hurt that is great i love it megan i'm so excited that's a really good idea thank you not that i don't think you could ever come up with good you know not good ideas but that's a really (laughs) fun idea oh that's so great now we're gonna move into predictions territory this is gonna be our fun predictions is this is this this gonna be fun megan (laughs) yes Sorry, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up a thing, and I'm gonna ask you some words of radiance questions. Okay, I'm ready. I think. What is a light weaver? I'm gonna guess they have something to do with stormlight. Listen, the thing that comes to my mind is underwater basket weaving. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> All I can think of is, like, people weaving light into something. I don't know if that's, like, a bridge or clothing or whatever, but I hear light weaver, and I, uh, my mind goes to very, they weave light. So maybe that's not the most imaginative answer, but that's just where my brain goes. All right. What is a cryptic? I'm going to guess it's a person. And it has to do with the who are the who are the religious order? Ardents? The Ardents? I'm gonna guess they're like a high level of Ardents and they are um like if you're really, really, really into the religion, you become a cryptic after you're an Ardent. Alright. Okay. What is the primary goal? Of the Sons of Honor. To bring honor to us all. <laughs> I all right. go around and make sure people are honorable or teach people about honor. Okay. What is the primary goal of the Ghostbloods? We learned about them, right? We did talk about them in book okay. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They seem to want to destabilize the, like, kingdoms and people who are in power. So they they feel like radicals to me, but we don't really know much about them. I feel like Brandon does a really good job at showing both sides of an issue. Like, he's mm-hmm. not too heavy-handed. So I'm intrigued to find out why they are doing this. Because I'm sure they feel they have a very good reason to do it. But I just want to know what it is. Okay. And what is the primary goal of the followers of the diagram? I have no idea. I don't think we've okay, even talked uh, about this yet. We haven't. This is the... Oh, this is... <laughs> Sorry. Uh... This is me trying to make you guess for stuff you have no context Okay, for. okay, okay. Followers of the diagram. Um, 
I have no way to connect these two things, but for some reason, I feel like the lady who destroys all the artwork, that would be her religion, mm. her faction, mm. her something. Because I feel like diagram is like an artistic word. And so she's destroying art for the sake of the diagram. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now... This isn't really a prediction, but I feel like you and I struggled to talk about this a few times. Do you know what a nail bond is? No. Okay. I Great. Do not. We'll we'll keep an eye out for a nail bond. Okay. How does it's not N A I L. What is it? N A N A H E L. Okay. Okay. Nail. Nail bond. Okay. All right. And then my last question is what is investiture? Oh, the word has come up, but I am drawing a complete blank on this. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So we've, we've finished the first book and we've kind of met all of our characters in there. Our, you know, Kaladin is with Dalinar, Shalon is with Yasna. Finally. <laughs> and... Previously on the Stormlight Archives, uh, there's been a huge shakeup in the war camps, mm-hmm. and Kaladin and his men are going to be promoted to Dalinar's own personal guard uh, because Sadius is still running around. Tell being me, free. Sadius gets his comeuppance. This cannot oh. stand. Actually, uh, Rafo. Stop! <laughs> You're. Ugh. You're the best and the worst simultaneously. I I just can't believe he did that. I will not tell you. Dang it. I know. Oh, gosh. So, Shalon and Yasna are on their way to the Shattered Plains. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when they get there? Shalon and Adolin are going to meet and they're going to fall in love. Or it's going to be enemies to lovers. Oh. Why would they be enemies? Because Shalon is a smart person and doesn't have the greatest uh, social skills. And Adolin is going to be an idiot. He's he's my idiot. He's a very sweet idiot. He's, he's a little bad at, at women. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, okay. What could possibly the plot of the next book be? Okay. So, Way of Kings was the name of the code book. Words of Radiance, Mm -hmm. are those the words that are spoken out loud? Do you know what? Rafo, but that's going to be answered. That's going to be answered really early on. Please tell me we're not going to be reading about Journey Before Destination for a thousand pages. Have you considered it's an important (laughs) motif? But I don't like it, Megan. <laughs> well, this isn't about you. This is called My Sister Made Me View It. Not My Sister Picked Something That's Just For Me. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so guesses as to the book. Okay. I'm trying to think of what's going to happen in a thousand pages, but I'm trying not to use a thousand. Like, Two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> Whatever Sadius did has got to destabilize somehow. Like, he left the king's brother slash the king's uncle to die on purpose 
down our last how many thousands of men like this is a warrior culture but they've they're also a well i guess not everybody's about honor dalinar is but sadius could you know not care um i'm afraid that there's going to be an issue with the high princes and they're going to be split i'm pretty sure that there's going to be a split down the middle and either you follow dalinar or you follow sadius and they're going to be dealing with a civil war in the middle of this other war against the Parshendi. Mm -hmm. Do you think Eurythiru is real? My, what I want is for it, yes, to be real. That is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want there to be some sort of national treasure, hollow earth city. What's the El Dorado moment of like. Journey to the center. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, El Dorado. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and like they, they go through the rock or like Atlantis, you know, they go through the rock and they part the the vines and there's this hidden city mm-hmm. and that's what I want them to do. I want them to find an actual physical city. I don't want it to be like, your theory is a place in your heart. Shut up. Journey before your theory. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept uh, that. If they're having shenanigans along the way, I will accept that. All right. And then my next question, the are going to be about the Parshendi. Okay. So they seem to have a big reaction to seeing Kaladin doing Night's Radiant stuff. Yeah. Uh, Plus there is a Parshendi Shardbearer that we've met with a couple times on the field. And Dalinar has talked about uh, his own renewed interest in researching them and learning more about them. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about like there may be an Alethi civil war as well as the confrontation with the Parshendi. The battle of the, at the tower, what sort of repercussions will the end of the book have on the war with the Parshendi besides, like, its, its after effects on the Alethi forces? Well, because, okay, here's what I think, is that we've talked about the Alethi and how they are this warrior culture, and we've talked about all the wars that Dalinar has fought in his youth and leading up to this. I feel like maybe, here's what I'm worried about, that the Alethi will be like, well, we fought the Parshendi long enough, we're good, so bye, and they're going to go focus on their civil war, but the Parshendi are going to be like, uh, no, and they're going to come and become this huge problem because the Alethi will have underestimated Mm -hmm. them. Uh, There's several instances in the book where it's mentioned that the Alethi really... um, the Alethi think they are so superior and that no one could be better than them. And I think the Fershendi <laughs> are going to prove them absolutely wrong. Because there's so many secrets Amazing. that they do not know. Like, the Parshendi obviously know about Kaladin and what he can do. So I don't know if they can counteract that or if they're going to go and try and kidnap him and be like, you live with us now because... We can either tell you what you are or we're going to worship you as a god or you're a demon spawn and we have to kill you. Like, I I just think that Kaladin's going to get kidnapped by the Parshendi. Kalnapped. Kalnapped. Amazing. Well, uh, that wraps up what I've got planned for our interlude Ooh. episode. So now I'm going to give you your reading assignment, and your reading assignment is Warbreaker. Yes! The whole thing? 
the whole thing. <laughs> That's right, everyone. It's a plot twist. Oh, We're no. not doing Word of I thought of you said next. Word of Radiance. My you sister. said Warbreaker. <laughs> I said Warbreaker. Oh, no. You. This podcast is now going to live up to its name. I'm going to make Emily read all of Warbreaker before she can touch Words of Radiance. Ugh. So, no, how, I listeners, how this is going to work. Radiance. What if I refuse? Well, you can't. What if I straight up refuse? What if I say no? And we come together and I say, I'm ready to read the next Words of Radiance. Then I'm not watching any more <laughs> Roswell. <laughs> We're Who can the play good at that part, game? Though. We're going to see Okay, but. Two. I know. But. Um, we're not going to chapter by chapter cover Warbreaker because you've read half of it before. I have. So how this is going to work podcast wise is this is going to extend our interludes. Uh, Emily's going to read all of Warbreaker and then we're going to pick a weekend day like a Saturday or a Sunday and we're just going to sit down and talk through Warbreaker as long as we want. Uh, so listeners, uh, you're welcome to do Warbreaker with us or, uh you know, just get started early on Words of Radiance and make fun of Emily on Twitter about it. Oh, no. <laughs> but yes, uh, this this podcast is going to live up to its name and I'm going to make you read Warbreaker before Words of Radiance. I'm going to make you watch Sorry. all the Roswell Christmas specials then. They don't have they don't those. Have those. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, then uh, I'm going to get back to the writing stuff I've got to get done. I better go start reading a whole dang book. A whole dang book. <laughs> but uh, do you know what, Emily? I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready, Ready break. Ah, what a great wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. Special thanks to Michael Biancardi for use of his song A Passing Storm in our intro and outro. And listeners, we have just started a new podcast feed. My sister made me view it miscellaneous, where Emily and I can recommend each other much shorter things to tackle than uh, the entirety of the Cosmere. Uh, we're starting it off with Our Flag Means Death. We just posted that episode. You can find the feed on our website. Tuesday, June 14th, we'll be posting episode two of Our Flag Means Death. And then the upcoming Thursday, June 16th, we're now into season two of Roswell. And like I mentioned before, the Warbreaker special is going to happen on June 23rd. But after that, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled book coverage. Uh, we just recorded the Warbreaker special with friend of the pod, Ted. I had a lot of fun doing it. I think Emily really enjoyed it, too. And Ted, thank you for being our honorary sibling for that episode. Well... I got to get back to addressing some writing notes that I got to get done. I hope you all have a great day and we'll catch you in our next episode. Bye.